fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. If you're going to ask me, so you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week. 30 years in the making. Oh, I come from a land, from a faraway place, where the caravan camels roam. Where it's flat and it's a little bit. I think that's a little bit different. I think that's the uh, what I have. That's called the soundtrack version, not necessarily the movie version. Yeah, because there was a difference, right? Yeah, it was a little bit of a difference. So, was it was it the it was it the cut off your ear thing that they changed or? Oh, it might have been. I have to go back and look. Might be. I don't know. I didn't hear that part. Because they cut. Oh, you off didn't my, hear about them cheat. No, because they cut off my ear. Uh huh. We are the thirty something. If the dad jokes didn't give it away, we're the thirty something movie podcast. That was Pat. I'm John. This is Bo. Yo. Yo. Hello. How's everybody doing tonight? Dude, so far great. so good. There you yeah. go. There you go. Ready to be whisked away on the magic carpet. There you go. I'm a little I'm a little concerned. Let's pull back the curtain for just a moment. We'll pull back the magic carpet for just a moment. There and you go. uh I'm a little I'm a little worried about tonight, gents, because um for people who have listened to the podcast for a while, they might know that when we record, we tend to record a couple of episodes together. Um yeah. and so then we have a few yeah. episodes in the back catalog or the or the can, if you will, uh for me to be able to have some time to do the editing and, and whatnot. And so tonight, we are starting with Aladdin, and once we finish recording Aladdin, we're recording Careful. Cool World. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 cool. Um, and I don't want to give away too much of my opinion, but oh God, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you're listening to this now, and if you're listening to this when this one comes out, Next week's episode will be Cool World. And if you want to hear, I'm going to try not to make it like me just screaming into the microphone the whole time. There will be jokes. There will be laughs. Joy will be had. But I'm just saying, I, I mm-hmm. kind of need to, like, for tonight, for our recording, I, it's almost like there's just, there's just something looming after we talk about Aladdin. And I wish I had, yeah. three, I wish I had three wishes to do something about that. A specter is looming over the, yes. yeah. God, I would have rather watched Spectre. Spectre <laughs> was a good movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. 
Well, at least for tonight, we've got Aladdin. I, yeah, I think that, Aladdin. you know, yeah. we should take the tack with some of these movies of can this movie would be saved? How yeah. can we save this movie? Yeah. What can we do? Can we do anything? Yeah. Is there an alternative? I don't think that anything needs to be done to save Aladdin. This one's I awesome. don't think Aladdin needs saving. Yeah. No, 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 not at all. So I think Aladdin's fine. When we get to our next recording, yes. maybe, but we'll um, we'll find out. So yeah, so tonight tonight was an eventful night in the uh, the Reed household. We had uh, we had a baseball game to go to. We had a puppy birthday. Uh, the puppy is two oh. today. So who Very actually? Cool. I, I believe my mom just texted me a few minutes ago and pointed out that our dog has the same birthday as Billy Joel. So that's hmm. awesome. Okay. That is that is very very awesome. So now I just have to teach him to play the piano and sing Piano Man. Mm-hmm. Maybe Vienna. Maybe we could go with like a deeper cut. There you go. Yeah, we'll do Vienna. It's a little bit of a deeper cut, and then people will have to know. They'll have to be Billy Joel fans to really know it. Because if you know, you know. All right. Well, I, do you guys have anything? I'll, I'll do our little spiel here, but do you have anything that uh, needs to be shared before we hop on the magic carpet and fly to Agrabah? No, but our little drawing back of the curtain and explaining that we're recording another movie after this, <laughs> after that glowing, uh, uh, after that glowing, uh, um, what am I trying to say? Preview for next week's episode. Yeah. I, I, we should take a look and see how many downloads we either get or lose after that. Oh, I, I think the people are going to show up for it. There's, oh, I think that, I, there's there's a demographic of people, and I, and I don't know if that's our listeners or not, but there's a demographic of people that love to watch train wrecks. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Okay. And, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, we, we listen to, I think all three of us listen to uh, the Greatest Generation podcast. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes the terrible episodes make the best pod. Yes. That's so, a good point. You, you have all valid points. So we'll just have to see. We'll have to see how it turns out. It may be yes. next week's episode may potentially be the greatest episode of the thirty something movie podcast. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know That's, about all that, but it, it could right. also potentially be the last episode of the thirty something movie podcast. Mm. It's there's a fifty fifty chance. I was born here, you know. You're gonna die here. You're gonna you die know. here, you know. Convenient. Convenient. There you go. God, we could just watch that one too. Uh, we mm. spoil freely, so be warned. Uh, we just we talk, and that's what we do. And we don't really we don't censor ourselves when we talk, uh, other than trying to be family friendly. Um, so we just we talk freely, and we spoil things. So I, I don't think nobody's going to spoil um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because I don't think anybody's gone to see it yet. Have you guys gone to see it? I have, I not, have not yet. Okay, I've not. I have not either, and I'm really, really hoping to be able to get to see that soon. But um, it is—it's uh, not in the cards for this week, so I just need people to not spoil things for me for at least another maybe week or two. Mm-hmm. My goal is hopefully this weekend, but okay, we'll see. We have to—we have to make a drive. Uh, it's a weekend drive down and back to Missouri for a funeral. So this weekend, oh no, out of the cards for movie watching. So, yeah, it'll be one of those fun, like you drive 20 hours in about a 72 hour period. Mm-hmm. It's going to be super fun. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to do what I yeah. do best. I'm going to do what I do best. I'm going to put my uh, earbuds in and I'm probably going to fall asleep next to the kids in the back seat. That sounds good, man. And then they can fight over whose shoulders uh, my head is going to be laying on. 
I can't drive more than about five minutes without falling asleep. So I'll tell you, you know, as much as I love vehicles and cars, there's a point when that self-driving autonomous vehicle. Dude, I want it. Handy. And Pat, yeah. you, Pat, you know what? I, I believe that about you without any reservation at all. Okay. There you go. There you I, go. I fully believe that you would fall asleep within five minutes. I Oh, it's like, uh, you know, I, I know we listened to our 400th episode and Dennis talked about the Road to Awesome speech mm-hmm. that we gave in cross country. I'll tell you, Road to Awesome uh, was a great epic uh, uh, speech that the two of us gave that lasted about a half hour. But there's also many road cross country road trip stories that usually entail me falling asleep. Mm-hmm. And Dennis lamenting the fact that I have a stick shift car and he doesn't know how to drive stick shift. So I'm like hanging off the wheel, trying to stay awake and he's trying to keep me away. It's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not good. Yeah. If you have not already visit our website, three zero podcast.com 30 podcast.com. You can leave us a rating there. You can leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you can also become a co-executive producer via Patreon. So if you go to 30 podcast.com, there's a little tab on the website that says donate. Um, any level of support there will get you access to our bonus episodes. We put out at least one a month, and um, I'm, I'm looking at some other options for ways to do even a little bit more over there for some of that, some little bit more bonus content without totally destroying our lives and schedules. Um, but uh, we, we, love, we love putting out more stuff over there to be able to just share that with our Patreon co-executive producers, of whom we all thank very, very much from the bottom of our hearts because – you know, you guys are you're helping just support the show and and keep it all going. And um, we've gotten to know each one of you. And it's just it's so much fun to even if we're just messaging back and forth or if we've had you on one of the shows before. Um, it's just a lot of fun to, to get to know. everybody. Yes. So. Yes. So we would love it. I mean, we would love more people to be over there to uh, become our co-executive producers on Patreon. Um, like I said, any level of support at all gets you access to those bonus episodes. But there are some other levels where you get some other benefits as well. Like you can come on the show with us or tell us what to watch. Um, I will give you a list of movies that I think Pat might hate. Um, and then you can tell us. <laughs> you, you can tell us which of those you'd like us to watch. So um, there it is. There it is. Yeah. Uh, I don't, we were going to, we had talked one, one point in time of, uh, like setting up a patron level that was win a movie date night with Pat. Um, yeah. and, the, and then you could <laughs> yeah, make him right. watch, make him watch whatever you want. That's right. So that's I, that right. might, that might still be an option. I don't know. We'll, we'll take a look at it, but man, that could, it could happen. It could happen. Uh, before we get into Aladdin, I do want to just very, very quickly say, cause I know he's going to be listening to this at some point, Jeff, hang in there, buddy. Um, we got, yes. uh, baby Mazuka is on the way. And so oh, oh, at, the, at the time this episode is released, baby Mazuka might be released. So, um, don't know when that's going to happen, but it's going to happen sometime soon. And I know that he is, uh, he wasn't able to join us for this one. And I know he is our, uh, Disney expert among the group. So I know he was disappointed to, to have to miss this one. So we miss you, buddy. Yeah. Hope you're doing fine. I hope everything's going well. And we're, um, we're sending our, our messages out to the future Mazuka family uh, a few yeah, weeks no from kidding. now when this, when this episode comes out. So hope you're doing well. We miss you. Yeah, exciting times. All right. On that note, let's get on the magic carpet and fly into a whole new world. Aladdin came out on the 25th of November, 1992. 
Uh, great Thanksgiving movie. In fact, I'm pretty certain that's when we, I'm certain we went to go see it as soon as it came out. If it came out the 25th of November, it was that weekend. So I'm fairly certain we were probably in the theater uh, the weekend that that came out. Uh, let's see. It was rated G with a runtime of one hour and 30 minutes, directed by Ron Clements and John Musker. They both did The Grace Ma- Great Mouse Detective, Little Mermaid, and Treasure Planet. Writers for this one were Clements, Musker, Ted Elliott, and Terry Rossio. Clements and Musker did Moana and Hercules. Elliott and Rossio did Shrek and Pirates of the Caribbean. Producers on this one were Ron Clements and John Musker, who also produced Treasure Planet and Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. Uh, music was done by Howard Ashman, did the lyrics. He died in 1991. Alan Menken was the composer. Uh, Ashman did Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid. Menken did Beauty and the Beast um, and Little Mermaid. They worked together a lot. Uh, art direction was done by Ralph Eggleston, Michael Peraza Jr., and Bill Perkins. Eggleston did Monsters, Inc. and Wally. Peraza Jr. did Anastasia and Little Mermaid. And Perkins did The Iron Giant and Bolt. Editor was H. Lee Peterson, who did Pocahontas and Madagascar. I'm going to back up for just a second. I'm going to make a quick comment that I think may be a little bit embarrassing on my part. There are several times where I've brought up movies before, and I'm like, I've never seen that movie before. And I feel like it's one that I should have seen. The one that I have never seen before that I have wanted to see for years, and I even I think I've even rented it from the library several times or picked it up somewhere several times and still have not sat down to watch it is the iron giant which i hear is an excellent excellent mm. movie have either of you guys I seen hear that giant? as well i think you haven't seen it i too have heard that okay but neither of you have seen it nope nope wow okay well yeah. there goes your embarrassment there goes my you're maybe embarrassed for us well there goes my embarrassment but then i'm also like what, what year did that one come out because like that's got to be coming up on the podcast semi soon yeah. maybe a, maybe a couple years from now um, what is it? It's, oh, it's 99. All right. Well, we'll get to that in, what is that? Seven years? Hey man, same I'm, amount of matrix. I'm gonna matrix. Have, I'm going to have to watch it before then. So, but yeah, that's, that's, that's one that I hear is excellent and I just keep managing to not see it. So eventually we'll get there. Uh, budget for Aladdin was 28 million. Box office was 504 million. So it did all right. Flick Metrics, which combines Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, and Letterboxd, gives an 82%, and Cinema Score gives it an A+. Uh, Scott Weinger, did, uh, he did the voice of Aladdin. He was in Full House and Fuller House, and the 1994 version of The Shaggy Dog. Robin Williams, who died in 2014, played the genie and the peddler. He was in Good Morning Vietnam and Mrs. Doubtfire. Linda Larkin played Princess Jasmine. She was in Runaway Bride and Ralph Breaks the Internet. Jonathan Friedman played Jafar. He was in The Producers and Aladdin 2, Return of Jafar. Frank Welker played Abu, The Cave of Wonders, and Raja. He was in Transformers and Inspector Gadget and basically our entire childhood. If anything, growled, transformed, or, or I don't know, had any kind of animal noises at all, it, you've probably heard Frank Welker. Mm-hmm. If it was a cartoon and it made any kind of animal noises at all or it was a Transformer or Dr. Claw or, you know, all those different things. It was Frank Welker. So that was him. He's, he is your childhood. Uh, I feel like the dream team would be like Kathleen Kennedy and Frank Welker getting together. Cause they've either produced or voiced every single thing we've ever heard. Yes. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried, who actually just died 
what is that? A couple weeks ago now, a few few weeks at the time of this record, mm-hmm. at the time this will be released. Uh, but Gilbert Gottfried died this year in 2022. He played Iago. He was in Problem Child and Beverly Hills Cop 2. Douglas Seal, who died in 99, played the Sultan. He was in Amadeus and Ernest Saves Christmas. Aladdin is a lovable street urchin who meets Princess Jasmine, the beautiful daughter of the Sultan of Agrabah. The evil Jafar tricks Aladdin into retrieving a magical lamp that holds an all-powerful genie. As Aladdin and the genie start to become friends, they must soon embark on a dangerous mission to stop the evil sorcerer Jafar from marrying Jasmine and stealing the kingdom of the Sultan. Here is the trailer, and we're going to be back in just a second. I think there's something written here. Ten thousand years will give you such a crick in the neck. Say the magic words. Genie, I wish for you to make me a prince. He has the lamp. Do you trust me? Don't you dare close your eyes. Hold your breath. It's Let me share this whole new world with you. Keep your hands and arms inside the carpet. We out of here. So, we usually start off with our major moments from the movie. So, major moments for this one. We've got uh, you know, about five or six different major moments we're going to cover here. That'll just kind of help us kind of leap through the, the movie just a little bit. Uh, we're going to try to, in these major moments, it's mostly just to share the plot of the movie. Just to remind you, if you haven't seen it in a while, or if you've never seen it, we always recommend that you go watch the movie first, and then come back and listen to the podcast. But, uh, major moments, we'll share kind of the plot of the movie in a fairly quick way and then uh, we have our next part after that comes our deep thoughts where we share a little bit more about our opinions of the movie and and dig a little deeper into some of the background and things like that so first major moment of the movie Jafar all of these are somebody wants something there's a lot of wanting in this movie and uh, major moment number one is Jafar wants the lamp so we get introduced pretty quickly to the very obviously evil Jafar just by looking at him um, and he wants the lamp, and he is willing to sacrifice everything as long as it's someone else to get this lamp. And uh, we don't really, we know that, obviously, he's, he's trying to obtain this power, um, but we know he can't do it himself, that it needs to be, uh, what is the phrase they use, the diamond in the rough? So he has to find mm-hmm. someone who is capable of, getting this lamp for him because he can't do it himself. Um, and we already talked a little bit about, you know, we kind of uh, let some of the music roll at the beginning of the episode here, but um, just like from moment one of this movie, when the music starts playing, you've got that first little intro song of the peddler uh, in Agrabah. And then you get right away into the action of Jafar and the cave of wonders and all this other stuff. Um, what, what, what is most memorable for you guys? Like, when you watch this movie when it first starts off, like what are some of the most memorable pieces of this movie for you? I remember the song, you know, 
I remember the song and I mean, even, I don't want to say more so, but then, then like little Murray, but this was, this was right when, you know, sort of like we were alluding to before when we were talking about uh, that uh, contest that our high school musical ensembles participated in where they were either winning or the honor group each year. That seems to be like these Disney movies that were coming out. It was like each year they had a winner that was going to be worth going to see. Um, but yeah, that would have been the first thing that, uh, that, that struck me is that opening song. And if I remember correctly, um, that was where the narrator, am I getting my scenes mixed up? Cause I've seen this a million and one times, but isn't that when he says, come a little closer. And then the camera mm-hmm. honk, mm-hmm. Nope, too, too close, close. Too, nope, too close. I, I want to say that that's the first one where the humor really kind of reached a, a level that worked for me. You know, Little Mermaid had humor. I laughed. Was Beauty and the Be- Beauty and the Beast came out last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Beauty and the Beast had humor, but this was the first one where this was the humor that, I mean, I was just in high school. So, I mean, really starting to watch like Late Show and, you know, um, I'm trying to think of when Carson retired, but he retired in and around this time. It was around Letterman. Time. We, Actually, I think it was this yeah, month. So, yeah. So, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, I'm getting long-winded, but that was what really worked for me, was the opening scene, the opening song, and then all of a sudden, just that first kind of humor, it just seemed like a real-world humor. And I mean, and why am I talking about Carson and The Tonight Show and all this kind of stuff? But because the, the, it's not, I'm not trying to say like the humor was the same, but that worked for me because I was into those things, right? I was into going out and seeing comedy movies. I started to get humor that was maybe a little bit higher level. So I, I guess I'll just leave it there. The humor, like in this movie, right from that get go, right from that opening scene, really worked for me. Well, it's a, and, and this, this kind of leans into some of, our deep thought stuff a little bit, but this kind of gets the idea that it is a kid's movie. It's a kid's cartoon, kid's movie. It's Disney, but you do have Robin Williams as kind of your, your one major character. So you kind of feel like they did have to probably subtly and maybe sometimes not so subtly seek sneak in certain things because they know that the parents are going to go see this movie with the kids. Somebody has to take the kids to the movie. So yeah. let's make it entertaining for the parents who are going to have to sit here as well if they don't, you know, if they don't like the cute cartoon monkeys and parrots and other stuff. Um, let's make it entertaining for them. So let's let's up the humor a little bit so that kids are going to think it's funny, but parents are going to think it's really funny. Yeah, and that's maybe what I was trying to say. I'm cutting across you both, but I think no, yeah, that's fine. what I was trying to say. The humor was like at a slightly higher level than, you know, slapsticky kind of like kaboom, ah, ha, 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 you know, like you'd laugh as a little kid. You know, there was other things. All right, I'm going to stop talking because I'm just rambling and not making a bigger point. That, Go ahead, Bo, I'm sorry. That, that was humor. I recognize that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I also recognize this brand of movie. All right, Bo, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. You said it great, Patrick. They, they hit you with that humor first and they're trying to set a tone and they said it really well. Like they... They, they tell you that there's going to be some jokes in here for the kids. There's going to be some jokes in here for the adults. The music's going to be good. and We're leading with our best foot forward. It's Robin Williams, and here we go. Yeah. Everybody on the train to Agrabah. Mm-hmm. Right. And they ain't fooling around. <laughs> no. 
Um, so almost simultaneously with Jafar wanting the lamp, our major moment number two is Jasmine wants out. So Jasmine is not super jazzed, let's say it that way, um, about being the princess and being stuck in the palace, having to marry somebody that she doesn't want to marry because it's the law and it's arranged by her father and, um, you know, all this stuff. So she, she wants out. So she finds a way to disguise herself and get out into the town. But once she's there, she very clearly does not quite know how things work outside of the palace uh, because she, you know, tries to give some food to a starving child and almost gets her hand taken off as a thank you. And um, so does not quite work out as well for her as she would have expected. However, this is how she first meets Aladdin. So um, that whole scene is kind of that, that fun first scene where you meet Aladdin. You know, he and Abu are doing their thing of, you know, stealing food, but they've got the heart of gold, so they're going to give it to the kids, or at least Aladdin's going to. Abu is a selfish, selfish monkey. Um, but, uh, but aren't Silly we little all? monkey. Aren't we all selfish, selfish monkeys? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. Or at the very least, Space Monkeys, which is another great movie, and I can't wait to watch that in one, two, three. Ah, that's 99, too. That's seven years away. Oh, well. Fight Club. Fight Club is going to look forward to. I know. Fight Club is probably going to be my Batman 89, Pat. All right. Like, that's the next one. That one, and, and I get to all, I mean, I've shared it before, but once we get to The Phantom Menace in 99, I get to relive. Oh, my gosh. I get to relive the shame of how many times I saw that in the theater. Oh, no shame, man. That was there exciting. Is, there is no shame. That was exciting. I But when people, you know, it's kind of like. Do you still know the name of the costume designer? Yes. And actually, and I didn't say it the other day because I didn't really want to, like, out my inner nerd more than it, more than it already was. But it was mm. sitting in the same room with my wife, and she already understands and knows. Um, but uh, we started. Better than to, most. I know. Uh, we started to watch the, we had not watched the season of Outlander that had come out most recently. We had not, we had not renewed stars yet until this season was over. So, uh, we did renew stars as a portion of the mother's day gift. So we've renewed stars. We watched the first episode and as the credits are rolling, I see that the costume designer for this season of, uh, Outlander is Trisha Bigger and I'm sitting there and I'm going, Oh, I want to say that she was the costume designer of Star Wars Episode One, but if I do, then... I know this is an audio medium, but you all need to know that I am shaking my head at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, and of I course, want... leads me to the story that I'm sure we have told before oh, about how we attempted to play Star Wars Trivial Pursuit with John. I was just going to bring up Star Wars oh. Trivial Pursuit. Yep. We attempted I'm... to play with John, and I say that because I'm I don't sorry. know that anyone else got a turn once John started, because well, John, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fine. It was it was a futile attempt on our part, and we really should have known what we were getting into. We deluded ourselves into thinking we had a chance. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. So you're saying there's a chance? No, oh no, no no no! You know what? You know what? No, yes, somebody did get a chance. I did get a question wrong in that game. Do you not remember? I did get a question wrong. I got one wrong. No, obviously and it, I was, and it, was that like memory out of what, my what, mind. What was the what was the fifth word on the third page of the Empire Strikes Back script? No, it like a no, question like I, that. No, no, no. But I remember what question I got wrong. It was when they have to take evasive action, 
Admiral Akbar says to stick close to which holding sector. And I, because I didn't use closed captioning up to that point, I always thought it was like MD7. It's MV7. So I said oh, MD. Wow. And, I, and I think your brother Will went crazy. I think he was like, no, he got it wrong. And then somebody else yeah. got a turn. But then whoever got the turn next, I think everybody then got their next few questions wrong. So then it was back to me and game over. Yeah. yeah. So I did it get a question wrong. Possibly the fastest game of Trivial Pursuit I have ever been a part of, which, yeah. Or slowest, that's, or slowest, depending on if you were me or someone else. <laughs> that's that's fair, too. Mm -hmm. There it is. Slowest and most torturous. Uh, I'd pay good money if somebody would shut him up. Sorry, wrong franchise. <laughs> um, so Aladdin, major moment number three, Aladdin wants comfort. So we learn that from Aladdin, he just wants, he wants to live in the palace. So Jasmine wants to get out. He wants to get in. You want out. I want in. Let's, we'll see it as like a marriage of convenience, um, which is also a totally different movie. And so Aladdin just wants to get into the palace and have some money. And so they're not really, they're, they're both kind of, they're, they're both, Wanting opposite things and looking in opposite directions, but uh, you can tell right away that, as in truly Disney fashion, Jasmine and Aladdin will be a good match for each other. Yes. So then we do get to the point, major moment number four, is where we get to the Cave of Wonders, and Jafar has disguised himself as a very old-looking uh, Saruman the Grey, and um, he, with, with really horrible teeth, and has convinced Aladdin to go into the Cave of Wonders, which is the giant uh, tiger head cave uh, voiced by Dr. Claw himself, Frank Welker. And which you can kind of tell he's, he's got that whole the, the cave actually sounds like it. If, if he were to escape from it, he'd be like, I'll get you next time, Aladdin. <laughs> yeah. I, yes. Kind of sounds like. Yes. That. So I always I always love a good Frank Welker voice. Um, we get into the cave, and we he manages to get the lamp, but they do get trapped because selfish, selfish monkey did something he was not <laughs> supposed to do. And so they're trapped in there, but they do find that by cleaning up the lamp, rubbing the lamp, they do release the genie. And the genie, this is the point at which, I mean, I love all the moments, you know, leading up to this point in the movie. The, the whole movie is just a lot of fun. But I don't think it's any secret on this show that I am a huge Robin Williams fan. And so the moment he comes blasting out of that lamp, um, mm -hmm. I, I'm like, all right, buckle up. Now now I'm I'm along for the ride, and the rest of this movie right. is just amazing. Yes. Agreed. And he Agreed. Is probably, it I mean, he's probably going to be my favorite character in no matter what movie he's in. It well, and he, you know, he it's not that the movie has been dragging, but then he takes the energy level up one more. Right. The freneticness <clears throat> of the genie when he pops out of that lamp and he's binging all over the place. And it just, it's, it's ramping things up and it's doing it in such a way that um, you're excited about it. Like you want to, you, you want more. Yeah. Well, and <clears throat> that was, I think on brand for Robin Williams, right. You know, like, like just that whole, you don't know which way it's going. And, yeah. and he was just funny at the drop of the hat. Just he could just go, yeah. right. He could just go, he could just go, he could just go. And, uh, and maybe that was my connection when I was earlier saying like, you know, I was getting into that late night show, 
you know, Tonight Show and, or, uh, you know, all that humor is he would be on there or any famous comedian would be on there. And I liked watching that. But I think that was the, the draw with Robin Williams is that they were able to so well capture his his thing into the movie. Right. Like like he wasn't just reading lines. They were able to write that genie character. So it went. And as he would seemingly kind of spiral, not spiral in a bad way, but as he would escalate and he would freestyle and he would just keep, kind of keep that joke going, they were able to, to, to make that a part of the story. And that was, um, that was epic. And you're exactly right. The movie just takes a step up. And I, in fact, I mean, that was when they were advertising, Robin Williams is gonna be the genie? Are you serious? Wow, this this movie's leveled up. This is there, you know, it and I don't know if this makes any sense, but in the mind of, you know, however however the heck old I was, 14 or 15 year old Pat, that was like, dude, if they're getting Robin Williams, Disney is leveling up. Now I don't know if that means I don't know if I'm looking at that upside down. If maybe Robin Williams gets into Disney, he's leveling up. I'm not sure. But in my mind, that was like, dude, this movie's gonna be a this is gonna be a cut above. Yeah. Indeed. So, so you can't uh, you can't quite do it justice without just playing a clip itself of Robin Williams as the genie. So I've got the first scene where he shows up as the genie here. Ten thousand years will give you such a crick in the neck. Hang on a second. Whoa! Whoa! Does it feel good to be out of there? I'm telling you, nice to be back, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, where are you from? What's your name? Uh, uh, Aladdin. Aladdin! Hello, Aladdin. Nice to have you on the show. Can we call you Al? Or maybe just Din? Or how about Laddie? Sounds like, here, boy. Come on, Laddie. <laughs> I must have hit my head harder than I thought. Do you smoke? Mind if I do? <laughs> Oh, sorry, Cheat. I hope I didn't sing the fur. Yo, Rockman, haven't seen you in a few millennia. Give me some tassel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't have a chance to watch behind-the-scenes stuff, but as an animator, I'm like, how do you even animate Robin Williams? That has got to be part of the challenge, is to have Robin Williams control himself enough that you can then match that up with animation. Because you're going to get the best from him when you kind of just let him go, but I also know in, in the case of animation, you know, he probably had to have his material pretty well set. Um, you know, he probably he probably vamped uh, a little bit, and they recorded him doing it. They're like, okay, well, let's take this part, and we'll take this part, and you can't say that in a kid's movie, so we'll take that part out. Um, <laughs> and then we'll, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty that he said. Um, but uh, And then I'm sure they, they were able to kind of take that out and then animate the parts they were going to use, but... I mean, he is, I think I've said this before, just watching him when he is on his own and just going, he's a force of nature. Good Lord. Yeah. I want to say that uh, in talking to Jeff uh, in the run-up to this one, and, and you said at the top of the show, Jeff's the guy with this. I mean, just beyond knowledgeable with oh, yeah. all things Disney and musicals and, and so forth and these movies. I, I want to say it was Jeff that told me that they – had animated some of his stand-up routines to get practice in mm. animating his character into the movie, which I think, I think I, would be very cool. Yeah. I think I had read that somewhere. And, uh, uh, 
man, I'll tell you, like, I, I want to find that. Like, I want to, I want to see some of the rough cuts of that stuff. That would be cool. Well, but, they did. The, the one thing I did hear is that in the audio recordings, like when they were recording just Robin Williams going off and doing all of this stuff, they had something like a, like 16 hours of material. Oh, just from letting him go, sure. like just from letting him do his sure. thing that he improvised so much that they had 16 hours of stuff. And, and I mean, it's an hour and a half kids movie and the genie's not even in the entire hour and a half of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure if you're moving on to thing number four, but I, I mean, I don't want to take away from the Robin Williams thing, but I do want to just say for this scene, what cool world building where you got the tiger's head with the two halves of the beetle that form the thing that unlocks the tiger's head. And then you crawl in and it's, it's stairs and it just looked cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Uh, the, 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 the treasure room, that was cool. Um, the way the thing, you know, the tiger howled and collapsed back into the sand that, that, that this whole scene was just very, very cool. Even before Robin Williams showed up, um, and obviously all the superlatives we've said about that, but it was just, even before that, it was, it was a cool scene, cool world building, cool showing the magic that belongs in this world, you know, or it that was a, not it was a bit belongs, of a, but inhabits. Yeah. It was a bit of a, you know, you, you go in there and you've got the treasure room, but you can't touch anything. Like the only thing mm -hmm. is the lamp. You can't touch anything else that's in there. The rest of it's forbidden really reminded me of because i just i just had watched it not that long ago reminded me of that scene do you guys remember the jason and the argonauts movie oh yep. i know where you're going yeah it was it talos and his treasure room and it's like well you're not supposed to take anything from here you're not supposed to don't touch it just leave it and like mm -hmm. well you know it's it's like a it's like a sewing needle he's not gonna miss this <laughs> and then they take it uh -huh. out and, and then of course the talos statue comes after him oh yeah yeah kind of reminded me of that a little bit yeah, it's it was cool. Yeah. And then I like how the tiger collapses. And then I'm like, OK, but is he locked in there? What happens if he just starts digging and takes like a month? Could he dig his way out? Mm -hmm. You know, I yeah. mean, is there magical barriers? And just the way the, the, the it was like lightning in the sand. Yeah, that was just cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so we get we kind of get along the same time we get that Jafar decides, well, he doesn't have the lamp at this point. So he decides, well, he's going to get power by marrying Jasmine. Like that's how he's going to do it. So now he decides he's going to marry Jasmine, but at the same time, Aladdin has my, my first thing that I really enjoy is, is how he was able to trick the genie into getting him out of the cave of wonders without wasting a, a wish on it. And yep. Uh, yep. I bet you can't even do that. Um <laughs> Smarter than he looks. Uh -huh. And, but then he does use his wish to be uh, turned into a prince. And so you have that great scene where we've got the um, make way for Prince Ali song. Um, mm -hmm. and, everybody, and everybody coming through. Um, here, let's see. I think I got it here. Let's do. Um, oh, actually, I do not have that one. Hold on. I was going to play the make way for Prince Ali and it was not showing up on my list here. That is really bizarre. So I'm, I've, I've got these pulled up on, um, uh, is this uh, Apple music? Yeah. I've got these mm -hmm. pulled up on Apple music. Everything on the soundtrack is available for me to play except for the soundtrack version of friend like me and the soundtrack <clears throat> version of Prince Ali. 
they're they're both great. Well, yeah, Robin Williams song. Uh, that's interesting. That is interesting. They're both grayed out, and when I tap on it, it says the song is not currently available in your country or region. Um, yeah, that has all the that has all the smells of a rights issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to, and, and I'm not saying this, I'm, I'm being completely facetious when I say this, but I'm in America. Yeah. America. Don't we have rights to all the songs? <laughs> no. Even the, even With as much money as we're all paying Apple, one would hope. I was going to say, even the songs that really aren't ours, don't we have the rights to all the songs? <laughs> this is America. Come on. Come on. Anyway, the prince. So speaking of so speaking of landmines to step on, there you go. go. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the welcome to the thirty something politics podcast. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, it's starting to break up a little bit there, John. So, so guys, major moment number uh, five and a half. What's been going on in the world recently? (laughs) No, don't want to touch that one. Okay. No, there's there's these things called third rails, and I feel like. You don't, you don't touch we that? We should avoid them, okay. and, you know. Okay. We usually do a fairly Are you going to love this guy? Prince Ali, Ali, there. I can't I, See, I, all I had to do was start trying to talk politics, and I knew I could get Pat to sing the song. Well, then, yeah. mission accomplished. Because apparently America doesn't have rights to play it, so. I don't know. Something Who needs that. to play it? We've got Pat. We've got Pat. Pat can sing the whole thing for us. Uh-huh. 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 No, unfortunately, if you want a song and dance guy, you got to get Mazuka in here. But well, that's that's also true. So, um, so we will uh, I'll jump right on ahead to the very end of the movie, and we get this kind of final battle uh, at the end of the movie. And one of my favorite things is how Jafar is trying to kind of one up everything, and he's like, "Well, you know what? I'm going to become an all powerful sorcerer," and he becomes the all powerful sorcerer. And then in the background, Jasmine notices that Aladdin has got some kind of a plan, so she decides to Vicky Vale her way out of this situation. Jafar. Hmm. I never realized how incredibly handsome you are. Hmm. That's better. Now, pussycat, tell me more about myself. You say such beautiful things. Oh, and you're so not powerful and purple. Oh, oh, I love purple. Excuse me. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? And I was like, well, I've got all the power. And, and then Aladdin, of course, because he's smart enough to have outsmarted the genie himself. You know, he's like, well, I mean, you're not like all powerful if you were a genie you'd be all powerful and then he's like well then fine for my wish i wish to be the genie of the lamp and of course he you know starts becoming this massive all-powerful thing but as we know phenomenal cosmic power living living space yep it's like i i've never lived there but from what i understand it's probably like living in new york city Seems that way, right? Like you know, phenomenal, studio apartment. Yep, phenomenal. Trying to figure power. out how to divide the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like those little spaces in IKEA that say that you can, you know, do the whole thing for like twenty five hundred bucks. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. If if you have like a, a three hundred square foot living space, I will always picture the inside of a genie's lamp like the one from My Dream of Genie. 
Yes. I I know that's simplistic, but that's that's what I got. Oh, I don't care. That's what I picture. Yes, master. Stay tuned for the Adrian Mugini podcast coming in 2000. Who knows? There we go. There we go. Did, had, did they make a movie of I Dream of Genie? Not I that I like, recall. I'm I sure there like was were... a long-form TV movie of sorts. But... Yeah, I, I feel like they were going to make a movie of it at some point, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like I feel like that might be a problematic movie to make these days. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, so we do. He gets tricked into becoming the Genie, and which then tricks him into having the same restrictions that the Genie has. And so he, you know, gets the the uh, bracelets clamped on his wrists, and he is now locked in the lamp, and will then be spending the rest of his time granting people's wishes. Um, I realize now that's the very very end of the movie. Uh, we did gloss over because there are a lot of great songs in this movie. Uh, I did not want to miss some of the ones that come up as we go through the movie, and the most famous one of all. Uh, I definitely didn't want to miss that one is I, I didn't want to fly over a whole new world. So i got to include that one in here. Well, yeah. that's. You know. I don't know that it's... It's probably the most recognized worldwide, right? I mean, it's... I would think so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Take you wonder by wonder Over sideways and under On a magic carpet ride A whole new world A new fantastic point of view No one to tell us no Or where to go Or say we're only dreaming A whole new So that's the song everybody knows. And, like, it's famous beyond this movie, I think. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's been, a, I think it was released as a single back then. I mean, yeah. Which was kind of unheard of coming off of a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember it being played at, like, school dances and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a couple of things couple of things as we before we get into the the deep thoughts portion of this is uh, a couple of different things related to the making of the movie um i believe that uh howard ashman who passed away um not too long before this movie came out i believe this was the last movie jeff would know this off the top of his head i believe this is the last movie he worked on before his passing hmm he and Alan Menken worked together a lot, and I, I believe that this was the last one before he passed. Yeah. Um, I do have some trivia, some interesting little trivia tidbits in here as well. Do you know who was originally going to voice Jafar? Mm-mm. The original voice of Jafar had to turn down the part because he had scheduling conflicts 
as the star of Star Trek The Next Generation. No oh, kidding. It was originally going to be Patrick Stewart. Oh, that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh-huh. <sighs> we, would have gotten yeah. this, we would have gotten this torture scene with Aladdin. How many lights? There are four lights. Four lights. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's um, cool. Yeah. So well, that was kind of cool to find out. Um, and then apparently Robin Williams and the and Disney had some uh, disagreements over this movie. So there were a few little little hiccups here and there that Robin Williams did not want his face and um, name used in any of the marketing materials. Because I guess he he had another movie that was coming out fairly soon. He agreed to do this movie at way below his normal rate at the time um, because Touchstone Pictures, which is owned by Disney, had helped. uh, They had made they were the studio behind uh, Good Morning Vietnam. And so because Mm. that was so successful and went so well, Robin Williams made an agreement. And he's like, hey, as as a way of saying thank you for giving me this, you know, phenomenal movie that was so successful for me, um, I'm going to forego my usual $8 million fee that I would charge for doing a movie. And I'm going to, I think it was like $750,000 or something like that. I mean, he, was it that? No, $75,000. It was even lower than that. Oh, geez. Yeah. So he took a seventy-five thousand uh, dollar pay uh, paycheck instead of his usual eight million dollars, um, but it was on the condition that his likeness not be used, his name and his likeness not be used um, for any marketing materials, and that um, the genie character uh, would not take up more than twenty-five percent of any space on advertising artwork and things like that. Um, sure. So, but apparently, because of money. Uh, Disney decided that they were going to kind of go back on both of those sets of deals with Robin Williams, uh, and they used the genie in pretty much everything. Okay. So, uh, and actually there was a funny, there was a funny line, uh, that Robin Williams said at one point was, um, you know, they ended up, they ended up using the genie in stuff for like fast food and toys and clothes. Oh yeah. He was everywhere. I mean, it was everything. But they never paid Robin Williams because of that original agreement they had. They never paid him any more than the $75,000 that he took to play the role. So it got used in everything. And uh, Robin Williams was quoted at the time as saying, well, the only reason Mickey Mouse has three fingers is because he can't pick up a check. <laughs> well, that uh, I've heard that about the mouse. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, I was I was just reading this uh, a minute ago, and um, it said Disney attempted to uh, kind of apologize to Robin Williams by sending him a Pablo Picasso painting worth more than a million dollars at the time. Hmm. That's a choice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but it did not help to repair their damaged relationship, as the painting was a self-portrait of the artist Vincent van Gogh and did not uh, fit well with Robin Williams' uh, fairly wild home decor. Yeah, I would think that would be challenging. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, well, so the mouse is not a good interior decorator either. I'm, no. I'm not guessing. A, not a good friend and not a good interior decorator. Yeah. <laughs> so. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Disney. Thanks, right? Mouse. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Uh, do we have anything else we want to say about the the plot of the movie before we start getting into some of our our deeper thoughts? I don't think so. I think you. I think we yeah. covered it. Okay. All right. It's time for deep thoughts. And now deep thoughts. <gasps> All right. Super deep thoughts now. Um, this might be a stupid question, but uh, let's let's couple it up with a few things here. Do you remember the first time you saw this, and do you enjoy this movie? Pa- um, we oh, yeah, I both. saw it soon after it came out for sure. Um, right. I don't remember what it was. Whether I I don't recall seeing it in the theater, so I think it was soon after it came out on uh, on rental. Um, and yeah, I, I like it a lot. I was looking forward to seeing it again. It's been a while since I've seen this version. Um, as we record this, we're not too far away from a recent remake. Um, so it was fun to see the original again. I hadn't seen the original in quite a while. Have you seen the remake? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, liked it is, a lot. Okay, I was going to ask you if it's any good. I think so, yeah. Okay, I still have not watched it yet. So... And I'm, yeah, I did because I enjoy Robin Williams so much. Not that I, I don't have anything against Will Smith as the genie, but I right. just enjoy Robin Williams so much that it was like, man, I mean, I'm not like scrambling to see the remake. I'm sure it's fun and I'm sure it would be good. Mm-hmm. And the songs are always great. Um, but yeah, and I'll watch it at some point. You know, was it a. Uh, I don't remember if it was, it wasn't really that big of a hit, was it? I don't think it did very well. No, it was not. Yeah. Yeah. Another hit that didn't go well for Will Smith. Right. Yeah. Badoom. Crash. Patrick, when was the first time you saw it? I've been thinking about that. If I have an answer, I think I've just always seen it. Um, I, don't you know you've always been here? Yeah, that's right. It's it's um, I think in looking at the time, I think this this is when I started to um, get more freedom on how far I could ride my bicycle, and so uh, I could ride over, meet my buddy, and we could get to the movie theater. And once we were able to get to the movie theater, um, like whole new worlds opened up. Pardon the pun, mm-hmm. but um. I want to say we might have, I might have gone with my buddy before I even went with my family, or maybe I went with my family, then went with my buddy. But I just remembered that this was like we were we were fired up to see this movie. So I am pretty sure I was going to the theater to see this. Um, but you said it came out in November, so I I don't know because you're getting into winter, and so how much you're riding your bike in Chicago in the winter, right? But no, I I. I would put money on the fact that we went out to see it or saw it as soon as it came to rental. But yeah, there was a lot of excitement both with friends and with family to uh, see this movie. So I would say very early on. Yeah. I'm, what about I yourself? Well, I was thinking about that because when I said, Oh yeah, we would have been, we may have seen this like the weekend it came out, but the more I'm thinking about it, I'm like at this point we were living in England and most of these movies are not going to come out for like another four to six months um in england so either we saw it because i'm trying to remember if we would have come back to the states for christmas that year so and i i 
guarantee this movie was still in the theaters by Christmas of 1992. So it's possible we saw it then at Christmas time because we also would have had um, we would have had Christmas with some of our other cousins who were absolutely absolutely insane uh, about Disney films. So it's possible we saw it then, or we saw it months later when it came out in the theaters in England, and I can't remember which one. But it would have been whenever it was. It was very close to when it came out in the theaters. And yeah, this is this has always been, you know, songs, story, uh, Robin Williams in particular. It's always been one of my favorite Disney cartoons um, of all the different ones. I, I still think you know probably Lion King is probably my favorite, but this one is definitely way up there. Just I mean solely because Robin Williams is in it and it is a force of nature in it, just like in everything else he's ever been in. So I'm going to ask you this question. Is there anything about this movie, because we've, we've already kind of started to talk a little bit about, you know, things this movie does really well. And I'll come back to that here in a second. But I just want to find out, is there anything this movie does not do well? Is there anything that you, you watch this movie and you're like, nah, I'd rather they did this or nah, that doesn't really, that doesn't really hit for me. Is there anywhere this movie falls apart? So I'm going to step on the landmine oh, and I'll say, I, I don't personally, I don't think this movie falls apart. I mean, I, for me, I know that I think if you, in all honesty, I think, you know, I think it's important and I'm going to borrow this because I know that the guys on like, uh, well, it was the greatest gen guys that did the, um, the friendly fire podcast. They say, I, you know, they say because we analyze things that we like, that doesn't mean that we don't like them, but it's kind of imperative that we do analyze it and break it down and so on and so forth. And I think, you know, they're, they're, when you look at it now and you're trying to get different groups represented, you know, I think questions of, okay, well, are you having people that are doing the voicing? Are they of the same culture that's of the same ethnicity of what's being represented on screen or not. So I, I think, and again, I'm saying this very lightly because for me, the movie doesn't fall apart. The movie's a great story. I enjoy the music. I enjoy the, you know, I enjoy all those things, but I think those are questions that might, that would arise in my head. And um, you know, my gosh, I'm just, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that if Jeff is listening to this, he isn't like, like that scene in West Wing. I don't know if you guys watched West Wing, right? You remember when oh, yeah. Josh oh, yeah. was like, Josh, I think he was just, um, okay, spoilers for West Wing. Okay, but I think Josh was recovering from the gunshot wound. He was sitting there in the bed and he was telling CJ, okay, when you go to the briefing, you got to do this, you got to say this. And somehow she messed it up royally and then laughed about <laughs> it. And like this, the cold open ended with Josh like hitting his head against the bed because he was so frustrated. I mean, it was a wonderfully written scene. Um, and I don't want Jeff to be sitting there hitting his head against bed because I love this movie. But I, for me... The, you know, the little things that, and again, I won't even call it right. falling apart, but the little things that are like, okay, how do I feel about this now? Um, you know, would just maybe be those things. And then as we've talked about so much in our culture is the whole idea of the princess that needs saving. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that, you know, you start to get a little bit of a change in this movie because, okay, well, the princess is rebelling against, you know, um, 
she, you know, she's rebelling against the repressive society that's telling her she has to get married and all this other kind of thing. But, you know, it is, it does still have the damsel in distress piece. And um, so do I, if I watch this movie, you know, kind of in a vacuum, yeah, I'm not going to bump on it. Okay. That's just has to do with this movie. But then if you watch a lot of movies like this, that all of a sudden you're, you're noticing the pattern. That's when I notice those things more. You know, sort of like Hunt for Red October. You listen to the silent drive on regular. It sounds like whales mating. You speed it up. And then all of a sudden it sounds like something mechanical. And that's what I feel about this is like, if I just sit and watch this movie and don't think about it, man, this is a great story. It's a great, you know, da, 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 da. But then if you're like, okay, but you know, the, the common denominator of, okay, the girl is in trouble, has to be rescued by the guy, eh, you know. It seems to be a common thread that I'm not going to fault it because it's 30 years old. But again, just like the other thing is now, would we write that story a little bit differently? Yeah. And because I have an eight-year-old daughter that just looks at me and says, dad, how come the girls are always getting rescued? And I mean, and I don't, I don't feed into that. She just looks at me and it's just like, uh, well, you know, I, I got to answer those questions. So Mm -hmm. does the movie fall apart? No. Am I being long-winded? Yes. I'm sorry. Love the movie, but those would be the things that I'm kind of like, okay, if we were going to do something else in this genre or, or not even like a remake, but you know, we just have to be more conscious of that. That would be what I would say. Okay. Bo, is there anything that does not work for you in this movie? Um, I just, I've never liked the salt, the, I've never liked the ruler being played as the bumbling idiot. Mm-hmm. He, he's the Sultan. He's probably been there a while. I guess they're saying he's getting old, but I always, I always find that they don't spend enough time making me believe that, um, Jafar could really have pulled one over on this guy for this long and no one said anything, did anything. I have that trouble in all these kind of movies though. And you suspend disbelief and you move on, but that's that one thing you're just like, really? I get Jafar's magic, but there's so many people around in a kingdom. It just, it always, it, it, it always flips a switch for me. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing this again. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's, it's done. I mean, it's done really well, I think. And of course, what Patrick said, he was dead on with all of that. Um, it is of a time. I mean, I suppose we should say that at some point, right? Um, I mean, I think even on Disney plus there's a disclaimer Mm -hmm. now. There was, yeah. Um, The kids, the kids were asking like, what is that? It's like, well, it's, you know, with movies that where there may be some racist depictions of things, they put up this disclaimer now. And, it, and of course, you know, one kid was like, well, that's kind of dumb. And the other one was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> well, you know, two kids, two uh-huh. opinions. That sort of yeah. makes sense, right? Like, if it was easy. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. But it is of a time, and I think we talk about it a lot, how sometimes art is of a time. 
And this one is, and that's I guess that's one of the only things that may not work for me is just noticing this time that, you know, unless you're looking for it, you know, some of the things like I, I had heard some of the different controversies about the movie are that there are times where instead of actual Arabic language, it's just scribbles um, that right. have, you know, words being missed. Which, and that's one of those part of you is like, why didn't they just fix right. it? Like, that seems like something you could yeah. fix. Yeah. You know, and, and certain words or phrases or terms being mispronounced and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it, and Disney, I, I think at the time, was kind of doubling down and being like, well, but hold on. It's our first Arab uh, hero and heroine. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, but... And, and to kind of bring up the point that, that Pat mentioned, are they voiced by <laughs> Middle Eastern actors and... No? Okay. Well, then that's... Right. Um, yeah. So, it's still I still love the movie. Like, I still love the movie, but, it, I, you know, sure. I, like you're saying, I look back at it and I'm like, all right, so, 1992, that's what it was. That's what they did. Okay. Let's try to do better next time. You know, that kind of a deal. Doesn't doesn't sour my enjoyment of the original. Um but which is why I guess I'm I'm curious to see the remake because I'm sure they took some of those controversies and and uh, tried to maybe repair some of that for the remake. Yeah, uh, but okay. I think they created some oh, of their good. own. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that makes sense. Well, and it also gets he gets into that South Park episode when they try to do the holiday celebration that was not yeah. offensive to anybody it just ended up them in like like i think it was gray bodysuits just kind of like waving their arms and saying happy 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 everybody happy like you know i mean that's wasn't it the interpretive dance yeah it was some it was if you remember yeah. that yeah. episode and mm-hmm. and again like i is that is that the mr hanky episode i don't think it was mr hanky no it was a different one? okay no 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 it was a separate, yeah. separate oh, holiday. Separate holiday. Okay, all right. Because I just I picture Mr. Hanky, howdy ho, yeah, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Well, there is that, it, and it's 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 like a fine line, and and again, you know, I don't. I it's it's like it's funny. I just don't want to offend anybody. Like, can't we just be happy? And that's what I think it is. Is I, I was reading something the other day that someone said, you know, the best way to find a way forward is just to listen. Just listen. Just listen to what people have to say. You know, there's people that are saying, wow, we got to take a look at that. That's that's really not the depictions we want. What are you talking about? You're ruining my favorite movie. And what? Are you... that's not the way to react. Just listen to them. Just be like, you know, hey, well, like, like, how would you do this differently? How would you see this? How, you know, I think that's just the thing is to be open minded. If someone says I like Aladdin, are you going to react? How can you watch that thing? That's the worst. No, you can't react like that. The movie's 30 years old. I'm not trying to say that it's okay or it's not okay, but it was it was different. Just like in 1992, 70, what would it be, 72, 82? We took a look at movies from 1962, and those had a completely different set of sensibilities. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. <laughs> look at the difference between Star Trek, the original pilot episode of Star Trek, and you know Star Trek, the motion picture, compared to, uh, you know, the next generation compared to Discovery, right? Like each one, it's all part of the franchise, but each one has a completely different outlook 
on things. You, you know what I'm saying? And so I, I just, you know, with any of that stuff, I'm just, let's just try to listen. And this person has a different point of view. Okay, cool. Hey, I'll, I'll try to see where you're coming from. I'm going to still watch this movie and enjoy it. But, you know, when my daughter says, how come the girls are always getting rescued, dad? Well, mm-hmm. here's the situation, you know. All right. So my last question for us before we get into our three questions is, what is your favorite song from this movie? Oh, good Lord. Actually, real quick, real quick while you're thinking about that, I'm going to jump in real fast. I did, when we got started here, I did tweet out that we were um, recording our episode on Aladdin. And I just asked anybody, like, hey, anybody on Twitter, anybody listening, one of our listeners, if you want to chime in, uh, what do you love about this movie? And is there anything that does not work for you about this movie? And we had one of our listeners, Joshua Sieben, uh, who has tweeted back and forth with us a little bit before, said Robin Williams' improv was genius, and this is his favorite Disney movie ever. So, thanks, Joshua. Yeah, no kidding. All right, so that gave you a little bit of time to think. What is your favorite song in this movie? Well, I got to go with Friend Like Me. I mean, I love the big band sound. I love the swing. Robin Williams is fantastic with it. I like a lot of the animation, you know, the different things that he does in there. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I need the uh, I need the daily double sound because that's the one I'm going with. Too. Okay, and you know what? As a- yeah, this might be a clean sweep, guys. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah, and you know what? If I can take make a tangent, I, going along with how the humor really brought this movie, um, brought this movie out, and uh, uh, or brought this movie out. What did that mean? But you know, brought a lot of the what I liked about this movie out. I also like that whenever Robin Williams was doing things and they would animate the genie, you know, like the whole come here, laddie, you know, and all of a sudden he had like the yeah. Scottish, you know, the Scottish golf pants on and everything like that. Well, that has no bearing in the time that this movie was supposed to be set. Just like when he's oh, like, no, completely. I can't bring people back from the dead. And there was a whole bunch of things, yeah. which was he. It's not that pretty sign. Which who was, who was uh-huh. the, um, who was that actor? He was in M for Murder. He was Kansai in um, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Jeez, um, oh, I know who you're talking anyways, about. Anyways, was, was Robin Williams kind of channeling him a little bit there? In any event, that's what also really worked with this movie is not only did they kind of break the fourth wall and have contemporary humor, but they also, all these like uh, flashes and references and they were dropping stuff from other movies that, would not have really fit with this time period. And oh, Peter Lorre. Peter Lorre. Yeah, about. it was almost like it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's doing. They're referencing things into that. That was really fun because the more you know about other movies, like this was like a movie to celebrate yeah. movies. If you get what I'm saying, and that's what. Oh yeah. And that's what you know. Just like Robin Williams's stuff in um, uh, Good Morning Vietnam, like he's dropping stuff that if you don't necessarily up on like the 60s and the you know what i'm saying it's like yeah you're gonna miss a lot of that and that's the same thing here is they 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 bring that and that element really worked so not only was the humor but just how they would reference things and they'd animate things in there that were like that doesn't belong in this kind of a movie but it works i mean it does belong so i really dug that as well but yeah friend like me was a that's just a great tune so you make the mistake of mentioning uh, good morning vietnam and i'm like all of a sudden, my head is spinning with quotes. Roosevelt, D. Roosevelt. Right. <laughs> and just because I got home from a baseball game not that long ago. What does three up and three down mean to you, Airman? End of an <laughs> inning. 
All right, well, clean sweep of the songs then. Like, that was pretty easy. Well, that's and that's one of the things, like you mentioned, that's one of the things, the anachronisms are just one of the fun things about this movie is that the genie has phenomenal cosmic power and and knows... He'd be living space. He'd be living space. Um, so he knows what's going to happen in the future. So he can pull out, like, neon signs and cars and a, a Mickey Mouse Disney hat and um, what else has he got? Well, he's the, the, the Scottish guy with the... Uh, with the tartan and, and everything else, all the things that are not going to fit in this time period, you know, he, he already knows. And I think that's one of the things that's kind of fun about it is it's it's for the benefit of the audience because Aladdin is going to be sitting there going, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what that is. Like I have no frame of reference. So it's all for our benefit, and it's it's so much fun. All right. It really is. Anybody got anything else before I – before I jump into three questions, anybody got anything else? I think jump. It, it's it's if, it's a great movie. If anyone listening to this has not seen this movie, go see it. Where were you? Well, yeah, I mean, it's kind of yeah. one of those where you under a rock moments, but still, right. I feel it like could have been stuck be in said, the cave of wonders. There, that's true. Yeah, you have to wish your way out of it. You know. Yeah, it's all right. It's very all cool. right, everybody. It's not three. It's not three wishes, but it is three questions. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right. Question number one. What are your, if you were Prince Ali, Ababwa, and making your grand entrance, what would be the first three animals or items in your parade that would really demonstrate who you are? Dude, I wouldn't go animals, but I'd have a motorcycles. And you say the first three, I'd, oh, I I'd have I'd, like the first three million. I'd have every motorcycle, <laughs> and I'd. Well, that's fine. Like, well, like he he had like a whole like menagerie wow. of animals. So, like, if I said flamingos, you could have like ten thousand flamingos, and that's one item. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I'm just telling you, like, I would have like just everybody get a motorcycle. We'd all go riding in. All right. And it would be like, I'd have to find so, like. So you're, so you're, when your camels come riding in, they're riding in on motorcycles. They're riding in on motorcycles. And I'd have like gotcha. all the MotoGP guys, they'd come in, all the World Superbike guys come in, all the Moto America Superbike guys, all the Spanish, like they're just every like motocross guys, drag race, we'd all just ride in. And then there'd be like two months of just straight racing, right? Like for three days, it would be this series, right. three days, and it would just be to, that's how we'd fire it up, man. Okay. We go riding in on motorcycles. Now I'm excited for Pat's, motorcycles. That's Pat is subtly subtly changing the song to some whole new wheels. <laughs> Forget the magic carpet ride. He's he's going on the magic uh, motorcycle ride. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, mine is sufficiently nerdy and probably should be obvious. Uh, my parade will consist of penguins, beagles, and me wielding a real lightsaber. Not a surprise much at all. That is awesome. 
Didn't think it would. Uh, and if there are any flags or banners being thrown, it would be the geek flag that would be flying behind me. There you go. Um, because I, I will absolutely let that fly. And you know what? You got to put it out there. And it, oh, actually, my, my love, my lovely wife did just text and remind me I need to be wearing a kilt while this is happening too. Oh, of course. So. So yes, I think. Uh, but you know what? I think if. If if you're if you're parading yourself out there to be presented to the princess, you, you gotta you gotta be true to yourself. So, and you know what? If the princess does not enjoy a kilt and a lightsaber and a parade of beagles, then you go find a princess who would. Right. Yeah. Mercifully, indeed. mine is up. Mercifully, mine is upstairs, and that's why I'm still here. There it is, man. There you there go. It is. So, all right, Bo. What is in your parade? Well, you mentioned penguins. I do love me some penguins. Oh, you got the penguins too? Yeah, you, you mm-hmm. can. Well, you can have your own penguins. You don't have to use my penguins. Well, exactly. Penguins. This is awesome. Um, Nobody wants secondhand penguins. I'm going to steal from Prince Ali. I do like me some yeah. elephants too. There you go. And then I couldn't decide which one, so I'm going to say at least one, at least two of all the big cats. Cougars, tigers, panthers, all of them. Big Just Cat Williams. <laughs> Stalking down. Oh, sure. Why not? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just stalking down the, the the parade path. Okay. Question number two. If you had a now, I'm thinking about secondhand penguins. That's kind of sad. I'm thinking um, the worm from Dune would be kind of cool to ride in on. Ooh, Ooh, there you go. You know, Paul Trades look pretty Sand, cool riding on that thing. Sandworms, right? I hate them. <laughs> You've been to Saturn. I've been to Saturn. Um. I feel like I've quoted Beetlejuice more this episode than I have Aladdin. That's a little strange. <laughs> you had a magic carpet question, too. If you had a magic carpet, where's the first place you would fly to? Ireland. Excellent. Just the first place I would fly to if I could get anywhere quick. Well, that's also true. I don't know if I'd have a destination necessarily, but I think the first thing I do would see how fast can I go, how high can I go, mm. then how fast can I okay. go. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need to, we need to kind of like, sure. what are we dealing with here? How fast can this carpet really go? Basically, you want to be Jor-El talking to Kal-El in Man of Steel and say, the only way to know is to keep testing your limits. There it is. There it is. That's what you're saying. Yes. Yes. So the uh, drive fast and take risks. I might be going to Scotland. That's always my, I feel like that's my, whenever I have a a question in the three questions of like, if you could do this or if you could go here, where would you go? I kind of feel like that's my default answer. Um, And nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with that. Actually, here you go. I'll I'll do a different one. Um, there is there is a little spot that, and actually today being uh, as as windy as it is, is an excellent place. Um, would be an excellent place to go to right now in Two Rivers, Wisconsin. This is a place that my wife and I have stayed at a couple times when we've gone a little bit further north from here, and it's right on Lake Michigan. There is a little place called the Lighthouse Inn in Two Rivers, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And we have, and we, we stay in the same room every single time because it is 10 feet away, maybe 15 feet away from Lake Michigan. And if it's on a windy day like today, it sound, we just, we keep the window open. It sounds like you're sleeping on the ocean. Oh, wow. And it is phenomenal. It is That's probably cool. one of my favorites. Like the, That's cool. It's the most peaceful way. It's the most peaceful way to fall asleep. It is probably one of my favorite places to go. If we were just going to like sneak away and go somewhere, that would be my very quick place to go. Very cool. That's cool. Hey, and before you do question three, shout out for this magic carpet. I like that they personified it much the same way. Oh, yeah. Given this uh, weekend, you know, 
Doctor Strange will be out much the same way that that, uh-huh. that um, in Doctor Strange, which okay, mm-hmm. I know the movie came out you know seven years ago, but you know the um, or six yeah. years ago, but uh, how he's got the cloak, you know, that kind of has yeah. a personality. I really liked what they did with the with the uh, magic carpet. I, I that was that was very cool mm-hmm. in this one. Indeed, give me some tassel. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Uh, were you referring to Doctor Strange's cloak of levitation? I believe I was. All right. Question number three: Which animated movie has your favorite songs? This is tough, man. Yeah. Now, are you saying music and just using the colloquialism? Ooh, I, that was a stumble over the word colloquialism. Parallel. I feel like Jack Sparrow. Parallel. Are you just Apollo, Apollo. are you just saying song for like as a proxy for all music or are you saying specifically songs? Specifically songs. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. And yes, this is a challenge because there are some that I look at and I go, hmm, Lion King. Really love the movie Lion King. Also love mm-hmm. the songs. Well, really enjoy the songs in Little Mermaid. Those are also excellent. Really enjoy the songs in this movie. Really enjoy the songs in American Tale. Hmm. So, yeah, this uh, it, it was my own question. I'm not 100% sure still what my answer is. Thought about it a lot. I'm going to go with Lion King. Okay. And most of that has to do with, I mean, Elton John. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, I that might be a I don't know that might be a daily double for me too. It's it, it's kind it kind of feels like a cop out a little bit, but I'm like mm-hmm. you know what no, it's with all the great options in front of you. The differentiator is Elton John and Tim Rice. Yeah, yeah. My opinion. Yeah. You know what I'm gonna go. On Beauty of the Beast, too. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk it up to just oh, one song. Yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, sorry. Geez. I'm sorry. Um, I you know what? But I'm gonna go not. with. I'm gonna, That's the but thing. I'm, but I'm really not. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Little Mermaid, and only because of the song that lives rent free in my brain, uh, Les Poissons. Ah, les poissons. Les, les poissons. poissons. How I love les poissons. Love to chop and to serve little fish. Chop, chop, chop. First I cut off their heads and I pull out their bones. Ah, mais oui, ça c'est toujours délish. Les poissons, les poissons. <laughs> all right, that's all I'm going to do. Uh, but yes, probably just like that's the song I'm going to allow to tip it over into Little Mermaid. Otherwise, I probably would go with Lion King. And then I said little, and then I said Beauty and the Beast, and that caused a problem too. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. All right, Little Mermaid. Final answer. Lock it in. Spike the football. There we go. Patrick, have you had time to think? Blues Brothers. It's not a cartoon. Oh, does it have to be a cartoon? Did I miss that part? It's got to be an. An- it's it's got to be an animated. Animated. Movie, yeah. Oh, for crying oh. out loud! I thought. 
Oh, otherwise, I mean, if we were just talking about musicals, For of which Christ's sake, <laughs> but you see, but you did, of which, but you didn't say musicals, so I figured it was like mu- movies. No, so which animated movie has your favorite? You songs, did say yeah. animated, and I am sorry. Um, animated, you know what? Yeah. I, That's all right. That's I'd great. have to go. I'd have to go Lion King then, because all the other okay. all the other animated right. stuff that I've seen, um, all the other animated stuff I've seen, um, or all the other things I'm not animated, the non animated stuff you know, that has songs are non-animated. So out of order for your question, but no, I would, I would go Lion King. Oscar and company has uh, Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. Why should I worry? Thank you. Yep. That's a good one. Why should I care? Yep. It's mm-hmm. <sighs> a lot of options. Well, do we think that we've, have we explored a whole new world here tonight? Do you feel like we've explored a whole new world? Yeah, I think so. I think we have explored it to the depths that it deserves. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, we have been the 30-something movie podcast. Uh, You can find more of our episodes at 30podcast.com, which is a great way to find all of those back episodes, of which there are a plethora. Would you say we have a plethora of episodes? I I would. I would say we have a plethora. Bo, do you know what a plethora is? I think I do. I'm pretty, Good, I, I'm pretty feeling like I got it. Okay, because I would hate to think that somebody would tell me that I had a plethora of episodes if they did not know what a plethora is. Well, yes, that would be silly. Yeah. Is it possible that you are worried about talking about Cool World next week and you are taking it out on me? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. See. <laughs> <Yes, laughs> uh, <C. laughs> Uh, so 30 something movie podcast, 30 podcast.com. Uh, that is another way that you can also find our Patreon stuff. And if you want to check it out there, um, if you, I mean, even if like a dollar or two a month, um, if you want to throw in a dollar or two a month to help support the show, keep the show going, make the show better. Um, there is bonus content there. So we would really, really appreciate that. If you can't swing it, we totally understand. Uh, if that's the case, then go leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That helps get us out to more and more people. Um, so yeah, if you, if you financially, if it's, if it's not feasible to do the Patreon thing, then tell somebody else about our show, tell somebody, uh, go on, on, uh, iTunes and put in that five-star review and, um, and let us know what your favorite animated movie is with that, uh, what songs are in your favorite animated movies, uh, and where you would go and what animals would be in your parade. So I would love to find that out. Um, I'm just excited about wearing a kilt, wielding a lightsaber, and being followed around by beagles. Kind of feel like that's Heard a good that about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, our next episode's coming up. We have Cool World is going to finish off the month of May. Uh, this month, we also had Singing in the Rain as our Patreon. So if you are one of our Patreon co-executive producers, you've got access to that. In June, we've got coming up, uh, it is The Man Show. Every single one of our episodes has man in the title in some way, shape, or form. So we've got The Distinguished Gentleman, Encino Man, Memoirs of an Invisible Man, Lawnmower Man, and Candyman. Uh, we also have The Godfather. doesn't have man in the title, but it's still of the masculine. So uh, that will be our Patreon show for June. And then in July, our Patreon is the Razzies of 92, which will include Shining Through, The Bodyguard, Christopher Columbus, The Discovery, Final Analysis, and Newsies. And then our regular episodes for the month of July are Batman Returns, Reservoir Dogs, The Mighty Ducks, and Beethoven. So we have got all kinds of good stuff 
coming up for you on the next couple of months. Gentlemen, as always, I love talking movies with you. Yeah, guys, this was fun. Good talking to you too, John. This was fun. I've missed a couple of our Disney ones over the years, yeah. and I was happy to be here this time. Good. Yeah. I'm glad you were here. And it's just fun talking about this movie. It's a great, it's just great. It is a great one. It is an awesome one. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Check us out, 30podcast.com. Head on over to iTunes, leave a five-star review, let us know what you love. Be excellent to each other and go see some great movies. We'll see you back here next time. Bye.